Good evening. This is the this is the No One Talk podcast. I'm your host, Devin Heflin. Wanted to just say a great good evening to everyone. And even though the election results might not have gone the way that many of many of you intended, obviously I've seen the discouragement on the faces of many people today. But be assured that it's still a good day. You you still have an opportunity to do for yourself. I think what happens in this society is that far too many times black people, we plot our steps or we plot our time based upon how white people will act or how the power brokers of this society will act when, in fact, we are the first people. So I would like to talk tonight and just veer off topic for just a bit. I know many outlets are covering the election coverage, and we will discuss, obviously, the election of Donald Trump and the precedent that that's going to set for black America. But I first want to talk to you about the concept of self-determination. Obviously, we know the Kwanzaa word, Kujichagalia, but self-determination is the essence of who dark people are. I think the fallacy of many militant factions is to focus on the massacre past and present inflicted upon dark people with no accounting for the fact that our people have built more independently owned, financed, and operated institutions on this planet than anyone else. Whereas the popular route of scholars is to debate which orator is necessarily better, I think we should instead make the commercial themes of their messages second and their actual tangibles first. For example, you've heard me mention on a podcast prior, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad contributed far too much as a social scientist and economist and prominent business magnate to reduce his essence simply to, quote, the white man is the devil. For example, you also have Minister Malcolm X. Here, Minister Malcolm X was one of the greatest orators that we ever were able to hear, that we were ever blessed to hear in our lives. However, we've simply reduced him to, a, to one slogan, by any means necessary. Also, what keeps many of us from self-determination is that the original manner of thinking of dark original people's personal accountability, which contributed to the greatness of the whole, not petty rivalries which groups attempt to assign to the simple difference of perspective between, say, a Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. Du Bois or between Martin and Malcolm. Martin and Malcolm were giving the same message, but were just using different messages to reach their respective audiences. The discussion between Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. Du Bois in the late 1800s was not a beef by any means. It was a complimentary conversation between two scholars who understood their levels for all in liberation. And I think that that's a great takeaway for dark people because oftentimes when an individual comes into or receives a stream of consciousness, one of their first modes or behaviors or attributes is to begin to fight everything or begin to buck the system altogether. But we have to understand that, as Meek Mill would say, that there are levels to this and that we can fight on many different levels, where some are destined to fight in the classroom, some are destined to fight in the courtroom, some are destined to fight from the pulpit, some are destined to fight right on the street corner. So we have to pick our battles wisely and pick exactly what we're going to fight and what we're going to agitate for and what we're going to react for. I think what has happened with this precedent with the election of Donald Trump, and I must say that I'm shocked that you're shocked at a Trump presidency. This country didn't transition into racism. It was built on it. Are you so shocked that a system which has practiced brutality for three centuries elects a candidate which preaches brutality? 
For the first time in a long time, I think black America will be subject to reminders that they're subjects of the United States of America, not citizens, courtesy of what we still live under as the Dred Scott decision of 1857 as well as the 13th Amendment. I, I would even go as far to say that all of us, all 48 million black Americans right now are Dred Scott. And Donald Trump fought to ensure that you have no rights for which anybody is bound to respect. See, Trump succeeded because he hearkened to the foundational, blatant, racist, conservative beliefs which were espoused in the 1908 work, The Rising Tide of Color Against White World Supremacy, which was and still is today the Bible of conservative thinking. If you haven't picked up that book, definitely pick up a copy, but it's a book by a local Stoddard. Once again, the name of that book is The Rising Tide of Color Against White World Supremacy. And what the book does is it takes you into the pathology and into the thinking of how a white supremacist conservative thinks and how they see and perceive reality. And so it's this, their, their entire basis or belief is basically rooted on their fear of a, black, of a black planet or their fear of so-called genetic annihilation. See, Trump campaigned as the big, bad, white macho man <laughs> who was going to, in their minds, quote, rescue the poor little white people from the big, bad Negro in the White House, which has terrorized them for nearly a decade. The white pathology has not stopped to view President Obama as a terrorist or as the big bad black Negro that's been robbing them of their white essence and of their white way of life. See, Trump is an open racist. He's a Jim Crow advocate, a modern-day Bull Connor, who has mannerisms like Bull Connor but speaks like George Wallace. Had Black Wall Street existed today, Trump would have torched the community himself. Had Emmett Till existed in Trump's America, Trump would have not only brutalized Till but would have hosted a press conference discussing the deed. I assure you tonight that Donald Trump is indeed the wake-up call that black America needs. If we have not learned how to pull our resources together up to this point, then now is a mighty fine time to. If we have not at this point learned to work with each other, work in association with each other, whether you call yourself more Hebrew, whether you call yourself NOI, whether you call yourself Sunni, Shiite, whether you call yourself Christian, whether you call yourself Primitive Baptist or AME or CME or AKA or whatever you might call yourself, we're all under this system and we're all viewed as thugs. We're all viewed as black ruffians that must be put down, for example. So for a long time, we've been viewed as the family dog to white folks. <laughs> and they feel now it's time to put their pet dog down to put, or, for example, to put their pet Negro down. also wanted to touch on this broadcast. I do have some predictions for being that some of my career experience deals with media and being able to work in media, both mainstream media and both non-mainstream media. I have several predictors for how the media especially the mainstream media, is going to play out this scenario over the next three months. One of the first things that you're going to see media do is media is going to, number one, find a way to blame black men and blame black people as a whole, but specifically it's going to blame black men. We're seeing that now. I read a New York Times article this morning. I also read a USA Today article that's already lambasting and criticizing the black community in so many words. You know, they've used many colloquialisms and euphemisms. They're blaming the black community for, quote, low voter turnout and poor voter turnout as though this election did not deal with the majority of white America voting 
and, and, and the majority of white America standing together and making a statement because one, because one other article that I read corroborated the evidence that it was middle-class suburban white moms which were able to vote for Donald Trump. And what's very interesting about that is that these were the same women that were speaking against Nate Parker from a case from 17 years ago. Donald Trump has 10 open cases as of right now, yet they voted for Donald Trump. So understand that they can have political disagreements, but when it comes time for the collective survival of the Caucasian, they will indeed get on a code. So expect for them to blame black men and find a way to project the failure of the the failure of liberal of modern liberal politics onto black people. The second strategy that you're going to see the media use over the next three months is going to be the slow tarnishing of Obama's legacy. As Trump enters inauguration, as Trump is entering the transition period to the White House, you're going to see that slowly the media is going to start taking into account debating the legality of Obama's legacy. They're going to start questioning the Affordable Care Act. They're going to start questioning his decisions in the Middle East. They're going to start questioning many of his decisions over the last eight years of his presidency because, as you and I both understand, no black man leaves any business clean, (laughs) especially when you're working and dealing with the other side. So expect President Obama to start receiving the Cosby treatment in the media, start receiving the Nate Parker treatment in the media. I, I call the phrase he's going to start getting cosby They're going to start attempting to build scandals around him that other politicians can simply skate around. So you're going to see a tarnishing of Obama's legacy. The third item that you're going to see is you're going to start seeing White celebrities, which, which were once against Donald Trump and once spoke against him so vehemently and publicly in the media, are now going to start circling back around, backtracking with the whole, well, he's not that bad. I had an opportunity to talk with him narrative. So they're going to begin talking, talking and speaking in the media on Donald Trump's behalf because, once again, as I say to you, a Caucasian may say he's a Democrat or a Republican or a Muslim or a Christian or – he, he might name himself any other affiliation and pretend as though he is against the other side of his people. However, when it comes to the survival and the collective survival of the Caucasian, especially in this era of globalization, they will, as Dr. Neely Fuller says, they will get on code. They will always get on code with each other. So expect many white celebrities to then renounce or recant their previous comments on Donald Trump and begin to advocate on his behalf because Right now in society, it's a white man honoring another white man and a white woman honoring another white man, etc. The fourth and final piece of propaganda that we're going to see the mainstream media unfurl and roll out on us within the next three months leading up to the inauguration of Donald Trump is going to be black celebrities that have never had a public position on race are going to begin talking about the moral dilemma and moral responsibility of the black community. This is popular whenever a new white leader, white so-called leader is rolled out or created for the American people to so-called follow. You're going to see black celebrities which were silent through the police shooting, silent through the slaying of Alton Sterling, silent through the slaying of Philando Castile, silent through the slaying of Tamir Rice, silent through the slaying of Ramali Graham, silent through the slaying of Oscar Grant, silent through the slaying of Trayvon Martin and Jordan Davis and Michael Brown, silent through the 
murder of Sandra Bland and the murder of Venetia McBride, you're going to start to begin to see these black celebrities, which were once silent on the race issue, feel very comfortable with telling you as a black person how exactly you should conduct yourself in a racist society. So they're going to begin to talk to you about pulling your pants up and about acting responsibly and that if, if you're stopped by an officer, just be polite and reach for and, and notify him and be transparent for what you're reaching for. And so, and so, you're, so you're, you're going to end up seeing these celebrities come out. And this is done in our community as another phase of propaganda because in the Asian community, when an issue happens in the Asian community, Jet Li does not stand up and speak on behalf of all Asians. Jackie Chan does not speak on behalf of all Asians. The entertainment class of the black community has been propped up as the leaders because why? They understand in tactical warfare that you don't send the gesture to do the work of the king. So they're going to start propping these gestures up to attempt to tell us how exactly we should rule ourselves. They're, they're, I, I was at a law enforcement forum not too long ago, and so as I was walking in the forum, and it was a couple of it was a couple of blocks away in in this area, a very predominantly black area. And so as I was in the law enforcement forum, what I noticed was that there was an immediate disconnect between the community as well as law enforcement, obviously, but there was nothing but uniforms on the panel. And I was thinking to myself, I was saying, man, they're not going to achieve any progress with this. This was just a write-off for them as far as I'm concerned. What, what they've got to do is the forum would have worked better had it been members of the community speaking to the police in the audience. And so it's not that our community needs to learn how to better get along with this system. The system has to learn to better get along with our people. So I, I, so I continue to contend that Donald Trump is indeed the wake-up call that our people need. He is indeed – he has come at the exact right time. He is the Trump card. He is the Trump card, if you will. Trump reminds you that you're, that you're black in a racist system built on eradicating blackness. You can try to ignore the call, hide the phone, or place the phone on silent, but white America made clear last night that you need to answer your wake-up call. Those are the thoughts that I have with that I have for you for tonight for our No One Talk podcast. Wanted to very quickly just shout out some of our brands. If you would like to read our daily articles, which are uploaded daily to our site, you can go to www.pyramiddreams.com. Also, get your copy of Moves. You can go to www.innovateforward.com. That's with the A in the four in the middle to receive your latest copy of Moves, the number one hustle magazine that's online that's tearing the online universe up. Until we speak next time, I power, prestige, potential, as well as purpose. Thanks. Later on.